0: What is up, everybody? This is your main man, Tyler, here with the Roundy Bases Podcast, here to recap the fourth week of the Collegiate Softball season, as well as look ahead to the Week 5 schedule, as well as stats and RPI rankings that just came out for the first time this earlier this week. Now, you're going to have to bear with me here. It is 12.09 Thursday morning, so going to be a little tiring. I apologize in advance if I uh, yawn at any moment. Um, also, there are still a couple games left that I'm following at the current moment, um, and am waiting for them to finish, so I'm hoping those will get done as I'm recording this, so that way maybe I'm able to include them as we go along. Um, But those are for the Wednesday recap, so we'll have some time before we get to those. But first, uh, NC State fired their head coach, Jennifer Patrick Swift, and her husband, the assistant coach, Patrick Swift. What kind of impact is this going to look like for them? Were they going to be able to regroup and rally to be competitive this weekend in Blacksburg against the Hokies? The honest answer to that was they were competitive in one game, and then Virginia Tech Pretty much obliterated them the rest of the weekend. So and then they split a doubleheader with North Carolina Central at home on Wednesday yesterday. And so things aren't looking great there in, uh down in Raleigh uh, for the Wolfpack. But I don't know. They have, have they have to contend with Notre Dame this weekend, and I just I don't see this team having a real positive spin our light to it for the rest of the C year, um, until they find a permanent head coach. Um, but, uh, you know, that's just one of the business decisions that have to be made as an athletics program. If you want to move, uh, forward and move, uh, make progress towards building a better program. Um, Now, that being said, do I think it's right to fire them during the middle of the season? No, not really. But if the athletic director and everyone nearby or associated with the program felt that was the right move to make, then who am I to judge to say, hey, that wasn't right? Um, But... We'll see how the rest of the Wolfpack season turns out. Uh, Maybe they'll appear in this recaps every week. I don't think I'm going to have them uh, highlighted on the schedule for the upcoming weeks moving forward. Um, But we'll see how it all plays out. Um, But let's go ahead and recap week four starting last Thursday. Savannah Rice threw a 10-strikeout one-hitter in Marshall's 9-1 5-inning home win over Moorhead State in the second game of a doubleheader. Robin Heron, you'll hear that name again on the individual stats, threw a 12-strikeout one-hitter in Arkansas's 4-0 home win over Iowa State. Oregon State was able to take down BYU 7-4. Starting to build a little momentum to get on the right track of what we expected them to be. Will they be able to keep that momentum going? We'll see as Pac-12 play starts um, for some teams this weekend. But Central Florida held off a late rally by Fresno State to pick up the 1-0 win not necessarily, I mean, you s- Central Florida still has a losing record at this time, but it was a nice win for them. Uh, but then Jessica LeBeau threw a 10-strikeout three-hitter in Michigan's 2-0 win over Central Florida at the Judy Garman Classic. Micah Sutherland had 11 strikeouts, but it wasn't enough to get past Lexi Blair's two-run single and Lauren Durkowski's 14 strikeouts in Michigan's big 2-1 8-inning win at Cal State Fullerton. So, Cal State Fullerton missed out on a chance on a very, uh, well, maybe not a very good win, but a win that would at least kind of have some decent weight to it. You know what I'm saying? Um, So, maybe Michigan is starting to, say, round the corner, if you will, Um, I'm still not entirely convinced that they are, but, you know, we'll just have to wait and see if Michigan can string together some successful runs and make it work. Um, but anyway, moving on to Friday's action, Allie Kilponen shut down Michigan's offense in a 2-0 win for LSU. Michigan kept it close, weren't able to get the win, unfortunately for them. Madison Husky walked it off for Washington with a home run in their 4-3 win over Michigan State. Ashley Miller didn't pitch in that game, which is very of note. Although Ashley Miller has started to come down to earth after opening up the season on such a tear. Uh, But Amber Linton throws 12 strikeouts in New Mexico's 7-1 victory over Houston. Anaya Baker's home run six RBIs lifted the Tennessee State Lady Tigers to an 8-5, 9-inning win over Princeton down at uh, uh, down at Texas, Austin, Texas. Uh, Emma Lemley throws a 10-strikeout two-hitter in Virginia Tech's series opening 7-0 win at home against NC State, just mentioned them. Jaden Fields, the sister of Bears quarterback, current Bears quarterback Justin Fields, her 4-4-4 four four, double home run 5-RBI day led Georgia in their 14-8 win at home to Ball State. Mara Moore threw a no-hitter in Tulsa's 8 nothing six-inning win over Tarleton. Autumn Pease was able to shut down Oregon's offense as Minnesota picked up a solid 4-1 win over the Ducks. Minnesota hasn't been making a lot of splash early in the season, but I think they're starting to come on very nicely here recently. Uh, but Nicole May throws an 11-strikeout 2-hitter in Oklahoma's 5-0 home hit over UIC. Honestly surprised it wasn't a run-roll victory, but it is what it is. Ruby Malin moves to 7-0 on the season as she threw a 12-strikeout 3-hitter in Washington's 8 nothing victory over Boise State. Notre Dame picked up a huge victory to start their series at Duke with a 5-4 victory. Maya Brady walked it off to lift uh, lift UCLA past Central Florida 2-1 at the Judy Garmin. Again, Central Florida misses out on another grand opportunity for a solid top-five victory. So they'll have to just keep searching for answers as they clearly look like the second best team in the American at the moment. Morgan Kendrick throws 13 strikeouts in Georgia Southern's 2-1 8-inning walk-off victory over UMass. Courtney Weish throws 12 strikeout 3-hitter in Maryland's 4-0 win over St. Joseph's. Gabby Qualix. Or Gabby Kowalik, I have no idea if she's actually related to Kentucky's Kayla Kowalik, but Gabby Kowalik's three home runs, six RBIs, led St. Louis in a 9-4 victory over the Providence Friars. Allie Kilponen again came into pitch for LSU, and she stranded the bases loaded as LSU was able to hold off LMU, or Loyola Marymount, in a 6-5 victory. LMU's had a bad season thus far, so we'll leave them be. Jordan Johnson throws 10 strikeouts in Central Arkansas's 2-0 win over South Dakota. Alex Storaco's no-hitter combined with Kinsey Hansen's two home runs, seven RBIs, led Oklahoma to an 18-0 five-inning rout of Kentucky at home. Once again, proving why Oklahoma is absolutely the scariest team in the nation. Once again. But Kelly Maxwell's 12 strikeouts led Oklahoma State to the 6-3 home victory over Missouri. You know, Kelly Maxwell doing her thing. You know, that's just what she does. She throws a ton of strikeouts, and that's what she lives on, essentially. Uh, But Shelby Smith... Throws a 12-strikeout 2-hitter in Seton Hall's 8-0 victory over North Dakota. Skylar Wallace's home run 5 RBIs led Florida to a 9-0 series opening win at UAB. Caitlin Neal walks it off for the Nebraska Cornhuskers in their 3-2 win over Weber State. Weber State hasn't had a good season to open up either. Um, Reese Basinger throws an 11 strikeouts in Winthrop's 6-4 victory over Penn. Aaron Burton throws 10 strikeouts in 5-2 and two-thirds innings in Longwood's 8-2 victory over Mercer. Kayla Beaver's 14 strikeout two-hitter combined with Matty Young's walk-off double lifted Central Arkansas to the one nothing win over Omaha, who has an outstanding pitcher in their own right in Cameron Meyer which is why that was a low-scoring game. And it was <laughs> a, defense, a pitcher's duel. Addie Jarvis throws 10-strikeout, 2-hitter in Illinois' 4 nothing victory over North Carolina A&T. Lauren Dirkowski was back at it again with 11 strikeouts to lead Michigan to a 3-2 victory over Seattle. Seattle's another one of those teams out west that doesn't get enough recognition or love. Long Beach State pulled out the 5-1 victory over Boston University, who conveniently enough, I'm waiting for their game to finish with Cal State Fullerton at Cal State Fullerton right now. Um, so I'm hoping to get that one on to <laughs> the Wednesday recap uh, here before I get to it, but we'll see. Maddie Penta threw an 11-strikeout 3-hitter in Auburn's 3-0 home victory over South Alabama. Megan Krueger threw a no-hitter in Florida International, or FIU's, 8-0 5-inning victory over Stonehill, a new D1 program. Toria Covers, 10-strikeout 3-hitter, leads the Canisius Golden Griffins in an 8-0 5-inning victory over North Carolina Central. Stetson picked up a huge win in Athens as they took down Georgia 2-1. to Stetson looks legit. Now, they have taken some questionable results um, since that win over at Georgia. Um, but that was a massive victory for the Stetson Hatters, and I'm very intrigued to see what they could do in the Atlantic Sun. Morgan Linestock's 12 strikeouts led Southern Miss to the 4-2 victory at Kennesaw State in the first game of their doubleheader. header. Shanice Dels, she had 11 strikeouts to lead Arkansas to the 6-2 home victory over North Texas. North Texas has kind of fallen off the wagon, or fallen off the national radar at the moment. I'm still keeping up with them to a degree, um, but They've kind of fallen off of the national love scene after their opening start. Uh, But and Core threw 15 strikeouts in BYU's 9-2 victory over UNLV. McKenna Clithermas throws 13 strikeouts in five innings in Ole Miss's 8-0 six-inning victory over Mount St. Mary's. Olivia Lackey throws 11 strikeouts in... South Alabama's 9-0, 6-inning victory over Tennessee Tech. Utah Tech, formerly known as Dixie State, pulled off a stunner taking down Oregon State 1-0, thus kind of discrediting what I said about Oregon State maybe finding the momentum and flipping a switch. Um, But we'll see as Pac-12 play is coming up very soon. Nijari Canaday throws an 18-strikeout. No-hitter in Stanford's 3-0 home victory over Villanova. Maya Brady, she had uh, two home runs and five RBIs to lead UCLA to an 8-1 victory over Fresno State. Lexi Kilfoyle throws an 11 strikeout no-hitter in Oklahoma State's 9-0 five-inning home victory over Maine. Charlotte picked up a quality victory taking down Arizona State 11 to 5 in Tempe. yet another questionable loss for Arizona State and this time at home, no less. <clears throat> Kinsey Coltsow, and forgive me if I'm pronouncing that wrong, walks it off to lift Grand Canyon to the home 5-4 victory over Boise State. Courtney Day's two home runs, five RBIs, led Texas past Louisiana. Six to two at home. Very important victory for Texas. Jenna Perez's 13 strikeout two-hitter leads LMU to an 8-2 victory over Central Florida. Yeah, I know, a little bit shocking. Uh, You would have thought that Central Florida you, you would have thought that Central Florida would have been able to pull off the the, up the win but apparently LMU had other ideas apparently um, alright so thankfully that those games have ended so I have added them to the Wednesday recap when we get there so We'll get to that here so much shortly. Uh, but let's go into Saturday. Kylie Kenney's 10 strikeouts weren't enough in Bryant's 6-3 loss, Coppin State. Whitley Tate's 10 strikeouts led McNeese to the 8-0 victory over Tennessee State. Jayla Torrance throws a no-hitter in Alabama's 10-0 home, 5-inning home victory over Robert Morris. Sam Houston pulled off the upset of Texas A&M in a 4-0 victory, so kudos to the Bearcats. Texas was able to take down McNeese at home 4-0. I expected a little bit. Maybe, uh, I was h- hoping McNeese would keep it close, and they did. So, um, ha- I'm grateful and thankful for that. Uh, But Alyssa Humphrey's 11 strikeouts led James Madison to a 7-1 victory at North Carolina. Maddie Gardner's 12 strikeouts led Towson to a 4-3 victory over Bryant. Stephanie Schoonover throws 15 more strikeouts, no big deal, in Kentucky's 7-1 victory over UIC. Virginia Tech scored 4 in the 6 to avoid a bad loss to NC State and clinched the home series in a 7-3 win. Charlotte Eccles two homers, five RBIs, led Florida in a 10-0 six-inning win at UAB to clinch the series dub. Anna Gold's two home runs, four RBIs, helped Duke even their home series Notre Dame in a 6-2 victory. Montana Fouts throws a ten 12-strikeout a three-hitter into Alabama's 5-0 win over Longwood. Megan Framo shuts down Michigan's offense in UCLA's 8-0 five-inning victory. Again, Michigan can't compete with upper-tiered competition right now, so that's just how it is right now for them. Carlin Pickens throws a no-hitter, an 8 nothing five-inning win for Tennessee over App State. Ruby Malin allowed only one hit in Washington's 10 nothing five-inning win over Charlotte. Unfortunate for Charlotte there. Uh, but South Dakota State tried to make it interesting late, but Oklahoma State shut the door for the 4-0 home victory. Princeton played Texas tough, but wasn't able to pull off the upset in a 2-1 loss. Emily Kennedy throws a no-hitter as Texas A&M responds by taking down Baylor 3-0 in Waco. The Aggies scored all three of their runs in the seventh. So Texas A&M responded to their loss to Sam Houston by taking down Baylor. So I honestly don't know what specifically to make of that. But um, (laughs) I know Texas A&M can be good. I just... I don't know what to expect from them, game in, game out. And that always seems to be the case with the Aggies, but anyway. Shelby Walters throws a no-hitter in Georgia's 9-0 six-inning victory over Samford. Tulsa got the upset as they walked it off to take down Missouri at home, 6-5. Grace Vesco throws a 14-strikeout one-hitter in St. Francis's 1-0 win over George Mason. Olivia, the middle of Olivia Lackey was able to shut down Auburn's offense and held them off in the seventh to lift the South Alabama Jaguars to a huge two to one victory on the plains. Kentucky doesn't uh, didn't really put up any resistance as they fell again at Oklahoma seven to one this time. At least it wasn't a murder like Game One was on Friday. Uh, but Abby Edwards throws 11 strikeouts in five and two thirds innings as Pitt walks it off to down Moorhead State three to two and eight innings. Nebraska rolls through Tucson and takes down Arizona 10 to three with relative ease. Maybe the Pac-12 is just UCLA and then everybody else is just there along for the ride for second. I, I at this point I can't really tell. Um. Mackenzie Newcomb's 12 strikeouts were enough as Stetson took home a 1 0 8 inning victory over Samford. Maya Johnson's 14 strikeout 3 hitter outdueled Jaleah Holmes' 10 strikeout 2 hitter as the Belmont Bruins took down the Jacksonville State Gamecocks 1 0. Samantha Hayer's 13 strikeout 3 hitter outdueled Kenley Hillary's 10 strikeouts as Northern Iowa picked up the 2-1 victory at Kennesaw State. Georgia lands home run, 5 RBIs, led North Alabama to an 8-0, 5-inning victory over Western Michigan. Northwestern picked up a solid 4-1 victory at Louisville. Angelica Cano's home run in the 7th, lifted the Idaho State Bengals past Oregon State 3-2. Again, Disproving what I said about Oregon State picking up momentum from their win over BYU on Thursday. Marissa Bertuccio's 10 strikeouts led Sacramento State to a 2-1 victory over Alabama State. Robin Herring throws 11 strikeouts in four and a third innings as in Arkansas's 12-0 five-inning victory over Texas A&M Corpus Christi. South Florida walked it off at home against USC Upstate in a 2-1 victory. That was a good win for the South Florida Bulls. Gabby Salo's 11 strikeouts led the Wisconsin Badgers to a 3-0 win over Purdue-Fort Wayne. Kylie Linkenfelter throws 17 strikeouts in Penn State's 8-1 victory over Norfolk State. Maddie Gardner's 12 strikeouts led Towson to a 4-3 victory over Bryant. Baylor scored six in the 7th to walk it off and avoid another loss on Saturday. But this time it would have been to Sam Houston as they get the 9-8 home victory. Shelby Smith's 10 strikeouts led Seton Hall to a 3-2 victory over Texas Tech. McKenzie Vaughn's 10 strikeouts in 7 2-3 innings lifted Missouri State to a 4-2 9-inning victory over Mount St. Mary's. Caitlin Young's 11 strikeout two-hitter leads the Lehigh Mountain Hawks to a 3-0 victory over Canisius. Jasmine Hill's double home run seven RBIs led the Arizona State Sun Devils to a 15-2 five-inning route of Michigan State at home. Michigan State's kind of fallen off the wagon again. Um, but Jenna Hardy's come. Uh, Oh, I forgot to put it in. Uh, Jenna Hardy threw a number of strikeouts and that combined with Sasha Willems. Triple home run, six RBIs, led South Alabama to a 12 nothing five-inning win over Bowling Green. Sydney Nestor's 14-strikeout three-hitter led Marshall to an 8-1 victory over Kent State. Anaya Hunt's. Ten strikeouts weren't enough as Fairleigh Dickinson, or FDU, takes down Morgan State, 3-2. Murray State pulls off a stunner, taking down Mississippi State, 4-1. Congrats to the Racers for taking uh, taking down an SEC opponent. San Diego State took down Boston University, 2-0. Good win for the Aztecs, as Boston U is now 16-5 on the season, as we'll get to. Alyssa Argomanize throws a or Argomanese throws a no hitter in Cal Baptist's eight nothing five inning win over Wagner. Josie Newman throws a twelve strikeout three hitter in newly minted D one program Southern Indiana's two nothing win over Holy Cross. For a program that just made it up to Division One this year, Josie Newman seems to be a star pitcher for Southern Indiana. I don't even know what their mascot is, to be on, quite honest with you. So, that's how new they are. Uh, but Micah Sutherland's 11 strikeouts weren't enough, as Autumn Pease's 14 strikeouts lifted Minnesota to the road win at Cal State Fullerton, 7-4 to in 11 innings. In the roundout Saturday, Jesse Alcala hits a three-run walk-off homer to lift Cal State Fullerton to the home 8-6 to victory over central florida again another missed opportunity for central florida but good win for cal state fullerton on their home field sunday after giving up three runs in the top of the seventh anna gold hits the walk-off three-run homer in a four to three victory over notre dame to clinch the series win at home for duke and since we are starting to get conference standings, I will start to add conference standings to the podcast as we go through and start picking up more conferences, playing conference games. But Montana Fouts throws a 14 strikeout perfect game in Alabama's 8-0, 6-inning home win over Longwood. I Longwood just didn't play or compete. Sorry about that. Uh, they did, Longwood just didn't compete with Alabama or Montana Fouts. Mackenzie Greco's two home runs, five RBIs, led Maryland to a 12-2 win at East Carolina. North, As I mentioned, North Texas has fallen off the national radar as they got smacked by Arkansas 11-1 in five innings in Fayetteville. Northwestern took a bad loss, falling to Toledo 5-2. Sidney Shamley's triple-two homers, four RBIs, led Georgia in their 11-3 six-inning home victory over Samford. Washington picked up a solid 5-0 victory at Grand Canyon. Lindy Milkowski's double-two homers, seven RBIs, led Eastern Illinois to the 10-7 eight-inning victory over Bellarmine in a game that was suspended from Saturday. Jenna Green's 11 strikeouts weren't enough to save Presbyterian in their 5-0 loss to Queens. Another newly minted D1 program. Texas made sure Louisiana wouldn't pull an upset on their field. 8-3 victory there. Peyton Pepkowski throws a no-hitter in Loyola Chicago. 7-0 win over Butler. Ellie Zellian's... 10 strikeouts, led UNLV to a 4-1 victory over Portland State. Isabella Smith, very solid pitcher for Campbell, threw 10 strikeouts in six innings of Campbell's 7-5 victory over the Furman Paladins. Cameron Meyer, I mentioned her earlier with Omaha. She threw a 11-strikeout t- two-hitter in Omaha's 5-0 victory over the Iowa Hawkeyes. Jocelyn De La Cruzes, Dit homer and five RBIs led Seattle to a 9-6 victory over Minnesota. Andrea Lyons' double, two homers, six RBIs led Gardner-Webb to an 8-0 five-inning victory over Detroit Mercy. Najari Candidate throws a 10-strikeout two-hitter in Stanford's 8-0 five-inning victory over Miami of Ohio. Alyssa Lattice throws 15 strikeouts in Chattanooga's 5-0 win over Detroit Mercy. Northwestern rallied from their loss to Toledo by destroying Louisville 11-1 at Louisville on their field. Mount St. Mary's picked up a massive win at Ole Miss 4-1. What the heck is going on there? I couldn't tell you. Um... Uh, Just another stunning loss for another SEC team that you. I don't know if you can just explain it away, Um, (laughs) but it's just one of those things. You got to come ready to play every day, every game, because you never know what's going to happen from game to game, day to day, really. So, got to take advantage of every game that you're given. (sighs) Amber Toven walked it off for Baylor in their uh two to one victory in the eighth to take down Texas AM at home. Ole Miss's bad day was compounded by a one to nothing loss to SEMO or Southeast Missouri at home. So I don't know what the heck's going on with Ole Miss, but it is not things are not going well for the Rebels and Jamie Traxel down there. Um down in Mississippi, down in Oxford, but I'm not I'm not sold that Ole Miss is totally dead yet. Um, clearly, they're towards the bottom of the SEC right now, but there's always time to change that opinion as we move throughout conference play. Uh, but UCLA picked up a win at Cal State Fullerton, six-two. Eden Begum threw ten strikeouts in a six in six in a third innings in UVA's two one victory over George Mason at home. Autumn Pease threw twelve strikeouts in Minnesota's seven five victory over LMU. All twelve of Peyton Gottschall's outs that she recorded were strikeouts in Tennessee's seven one victory over Belmont at home. Alyssa Zabala's 12-strikeout 3-hitter led Louisville to a 2-0 victory over Northern Kentucky at home. And then rounding out the weekend, Nicole Amodio's 2-run single in the 6th lifted Boston Boston University past San Diego State 5-3. Solid win for the Terriers there. Now let's move on to Monday's action. Molly Sherris' 10 strikeouts weren't enough for Manhattan in a doubleheader opening 6-3 home loss to Central Connecticut State. Michaela Veneziale, forgive me, that was the best that I looked like, uh, but her 11 strikeouts led Manhattan to a 7-6 win in the second game of the doubleheader. Madison Bryant threw 10 strikeouts in 5 innings, but IUPUI didn't have the offense to compete at Indiana in a 10-2 6-inning loss. Rayleigh Brabham's 11 strikeout 2-hitter led Coastal Carolina to a 2-0 victory at College of Charleston. Susanna Anderson throws 10 strikeouts in Boston College's 5-3 victory at UC Riverside. Utah threw a combined no-hitter in a 10 nothing five-inning victory over Niagara in Hawaii. And lastly for Monday, Shanice Dells threw 10 strikeouts, but Mary-Kate Brown's double in the sixth lifted Central Arkansas, the Sugar Bears, to the massive upset in Fayetteville, downing the Razorbacks 2-1. So I'm happy to see Central Arkansas get their first win over the Razorbacks, I believe, is what the broadcast said at the end. Um, so, kudos to that team in Central Arkansas. They look like they are going to be a force, not only in the A sun, but in the national scale. And I'm very much here for seeing mid majors play up to the level of comp- the competition, like taking down an SEC team on their field. So, I was very happy to see that. Tuesday's action. Sophie Howell threw 11 strikeouts in Youngstown State's 7-2 victory over Arkansas Pine Bluff in the first game of a doubleheader. Lindsey Grains' 11 strikeouts led Virginia Tech in a 6-5 victory over Mount St. Mary's in the first game of a doubleheader at home. They very nearly lost that game, I should mention. Uh, which would have been a massive upset on Mount St. Mary's part, but they already proved they could beat Ole Miss, so clearly they thought they could go into Blacksburg and get a victory, and they very nearly did, to be honest. Jada Cecil threw his 11 strikeouts, but it wasn't enough as Western Carolina took down UC San Diego 1-0 on the road. Jenna Green got roughed up in Furman's 10-3 win at Presbyterian in the first game of the doubleheader. But Morgan Hess steadied the ship for the Blue Hose with 9 strikeouts and a 3-run home run to lift them to a 6-5 win in Game 2. Kenley Hillary threw 10 strikeouts in 5 innings in Kennesaw State's 5-0 win at Georgia Southern. Jordan Benefiel threw a no-hitter in Austin P's 8-0, 5-inning home win over Providence. Riley White's 10 strikeouts combined with Kayla Tully's double-triple-six RBIs led UMass Lowell to an 11-0 win at Grambling in the first game of their double-header. Primrose Aholele threw a 10-strikeout no-hitter in Texas A&M Corpus Christi's 1-0 home victory over Prairie View A&M, which was the first game of a double there. Virginia pitching racked up 10 strikeouts, but it wasn't enough to take down the Liberty Flames on the Flames' field as the Flames picked up the 6-2 victory. And lastly, on Tuesday, Ashland Ard's two-run homer in the ninth lifts ULM to the road 3-1 victory over Louisiana Tech. So let's move on to Wednesday's action. Race Hunter walked it off to lift Georgia Tech to a huge 2-1 victory at home over Auburn. Hannah Marion's 12 strikeouts led Stetson to a 6-1 home victory over Holy Cross. Grace Leto's 15 strikeouts weren't enough in Central Michigan's 4-3 loss to Army. Aaron Koffel's 3 run home run in the 6th saved Kentucky from an embarrassing home loss to the Dayton Flyers in a 5-4 victory. Valerie Cagle threw an 8-strikeout perfect game in Clemson's 18-0 5-inning home victory over Mercer. Giselle Tapia's double in the 8th lifts Duke past Charlotte 5-4 on the road. Haley Seams throws a 10-strikeout 1-hitter in Memphis's 2-0 home victory over Youngstown State, which was the first game of the doubleheader. The second game, which just ended about 30 minutes ago, Youngstown State took 13-9, if I'm not mistaken, and there was no noteworthy things there other than an offensive slugfest. Uh, But Katie Gardner threw 10 strikeouts and 9 innings in Western Kentucky's 3-2, 13-inning road victory over Eastern Kentucky. The Florida Gators shut down Central Florida at home to pick up the 3-0 victory. Another missed opportunity for Central Florida to try to put a resume-building win on their on their resume, but wasn't meant to be. Down in Gainesville, the raging Cajuns scored four in the fifth to run away from McNeese six to two at home. McNeese made sure Louisiana wasn't going to run rule them, so kudos to the Cowgirls for that one. Um, But it was a solid win for the Louisiana. UAB keeps the Crimson Tide close at home, but fell to Alabama nonetheless 2-1. You've heard this name several times on this podcast already. Dariana, not today in this episode, but throughout the season so far. Dariana Orm held off Cal State Fullerton in the 7th to pick up the 5-2 road victory for Baylor. Another good win for Baylor. Cal State Fullerton starting to drop off a little bit, which we'll get to here in a minute. Southern Miss scored first, but the Southeastern Louisiana Lions rallied to earn the road victory 7-1. Southeastern Louisiana is legit. If they don't win the Southland, I will be very confused, (laughs) to be honest. Uh, But to bookend the Week 4 recap, Boston University smacked Cal State Fullerton on their field ten to nothing in five innings. That game having ended about twenty minutes or so ago. Um, but I, I didn't think Cal State Fullerton. I mean, I guess the Baylor game drained them of their energy. But man, Boston University came to play for that game, though. Jesus, crazy good win for the terriers now sitting at 16 and 5 on the season Macau cal state is now 11 and 10 they've got some great wins but they've also got a lot of losses too man seeing their battle in the big west between them and uh long beach state should be very fun though so i'm looking forward to that uh but let's move on to the week five schedule starting thursday today tonight rather Southeastern or Southeastern Louisiana will be at Mississippi State. and I think Southeastern could very easily go in and win that game. Uh, I'm very intrigued to see how that game plays out. Stanford at Wichita State. That's a huge game for both teams involved. And it'll be a one-off game, so they're not going to play each other any, another time because Stanford's going to Kansas for the weekend or going to the J- uh, Lawrence for a tournament at Kansas. And then Baylor-Boston University. I'm very intrigued to see these two teams play each other after both beat on Cal State Fullerton last night into this morning, if you're here on the East Coast. Uh, But let's look Friday. Central Arkansas-Stanford. After beating Arkansas, I think anything's possible for the Sugar Bears at this point. Oklahoma at Mississippi State. Uh, after that loss to Murray State, I'm not confident in State's ability to win against the Sooners, but we'll have to take it one uh, game at a time and see if they can pull, uh, pull off a upset at home. Which is funny to say that. Um, but Nebraska-Wichita State, Billy Andrews, Courtney Wallace against Sidney McKinney, Lauren Lucas, um and Zoe Jones and the rest of that Wichita State offense. Very intrigued to see that matchup. Louisiana-Rutgers is a low-key good matchup because apparently Rutgers is really good. I believe their record was 16-2, if I'm not mistaken, when I looked at it. Um, So Rutgers is actually a really good team for no apparent reason. Um, So I'll be intrigued to see Louisiana play them. Louisiana at Florida as part of that tournament down in Gainesville. Very intrigued to see that one. Raysian Cajuns versus some Gators. Uh, the Quite possibly one of the big ones of the weekend, Alabama at Texas. We'll see which one of them can rile up a victory and see if they can sneak into the top ten in both polls, as both have one of them in the top ten, one of them out. Oklahoma Southeastern, do I expect Southeastern to beat Oklahoma? Absolutely not. I just want to see how well they can play up to them if you get my meaning there. St. Francis Penn State, I'm interested to see if Grace Vesco will go against Bailey Partial or uh, Kylie Lingenfelter. Either one of those matchups would be very interesting. UNLV at Seattle, a little off the radar. Um... But I, it's certainly one worth noting because both teams have a shot to win their conference. Um, so we'll have to see how that plays out. Southeastern Louisiana and Omaha. I think it'll be very interesting to see those two go together. Although I think Southeastern's uh, K.K. Ladner will pitch against Oklahoma, I'm intrigued to see what Cameron Mayer can do against Southeastern's lineup. As we uh, move forward into Saturday's action, Another Central Arkansas-Stanford game. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, Saturday. Central Arkansas-Stanford again. Oklahoma at Mississippi State again. Omaha at Mississippi State. I very much think Omaha could get a win. Especially if Cameron Mayer is pitching. Nebraska at Wichita State again. Louisiana Rutgers again. Louisiana at Florida again. Alabama at Alabama Texas State. What can Jessica Mullins bring to the party against the uh, the Crimson Tide? That should be interesting. Another Alabama at Texas off the beaten path game for Saturday. South uh, Lehigh and South Alabama. We've seen Lehigh beat Alabama already this year. South Alabama's beaten Auburn this year. Seeing those two go against each other is going to be very intriguing for me because I've I've seen Lehigh play in person before. And I'm very intrigued to see Olivia Lackey, if she does pitch, going against the Lehigh Mountain Hawks. Sunday, the schedule is a little light on featured games, but there are a few I highlighted. Maryland and Liberty. Liberty is riding a nine game winning streak coming into the week five. So I'm intrigued to see what they'll look like at home against Maryland. Rutgers at Florida. Since I mentioned Rutgers is having a stellar start to the season, Texas State at Texas. Obviously, got to have that Texas battle there. Just for fun, Omaha, Oklahoma, can Cameron Mayer shut down Oklahoma's offense? I highly doubt it, but, um, we'll see. Uh, another UNLV at Seattle matchup. Monday, the only game really for note, for me, Oregon at Seattle. Because I know what Seattle's capable of. I know they can beat Oregon, and I would very <laughs> be very intrigued to see it happen. Um. Tuesday, a few games, uh, Louisiana, um, Louisville at Charlotte, I want to see it, how Louisville does coming off of getting beaten by Northwestern twice last weekend, Rutgers at Central Florida for a doubleheader on Tuesday, that should be fun, Arkansas at Wichita State, major fun in implications there. Uh, Alabama at, at North Alabama. Now North Alabama's having another uh, another solid start to the year as a mid major. Um, and they're somehow they've managed to get Alabama to come to them. So I'm very intrigued to see how that'll look um, and if they can even have any hope of winning the game. UNLV via Washington, and then the highlight for Tuesday, by far, well, maybe not by far, but certainly the top highlight of Tuesday, Florida State at Oklahoma. Wednesday, Oklahoma State at Central Arkansas. So Central Arkansas was able to manage, or was able to, <coughs> excuse me, manage getting the Cowgirls and Kenny Gajewski and all their weapons they have to come to them. Very intrigued to see what if Central Arkansas can pull off an upset at home. Utah at BYU it's always been a fierce rivalry out there. And I'm is that the one? I'm, I'm thinking too much about football. My mind's drifting to the football rivalry. Anyway, uh, Nebraska at Omaha. So Cameron Mayer gets a chance to take down Courtney Wallace and Billy Andrews and the rest of the Nebraska team at home. Charlotte at Clemson. <laughs> Forgive me. Uh, but, like I said, Charlotte at Clemson's very intriguing. Charlotte's got a couple big games in the midweeks. James Madison and Duke. I'm interested to see if the Dukes can go to Duke and take down uh, the Blue Devils. LSU goes to Southeastern Louisiana or Southeastern for short. Um, That should be an interesting matchup. Seeing if KK Ladner can take down the Bayou Bengals uh, Ole Miss at Southern Miss simply be, uh, in, I know Southern Miss has kind of been up and down here recently but I still think they have the potential to beat Ole Miss especially behind the pitching of Morgan Linestock. and then Presbyterian and Jenna Green and Morgan Hess take their show on the road to South Carolina Who's off to, I believe, another uh, uh, 16-2 start. 17-2, something like that. Um, But those are the ones for the week. Let's look at series for the uh, weekend. Stetson, USC Upstate. Very good matchup um, between A-Sun and Big South. I'm very intrigued to see this. Both... Very good mid major programs, and I'm very intrigued to see what their three game series comes out looking like. I mentioned conference play, UCLA will be at Cal. Do I think Cal's going to win the series? No, absolutely not. I think UCLA is going to blow them out of the water. But it is an in state rivalry, so therefore, I should at least give some credence to that. Next, Louisville at Duke. A chance for Louisville to go to Durham and prove themselves with another highlight um, win. Uh, I could see Louisville getting a win, but Duke's going to win the series. Texas A&M at Arkansas. I'm starting to, I I don't, both have taken some questionable games. Um, Well, Arkansas lost to Central Arkansas. That's not questionable. That's a really good team. (coughs) But I'm intrigued to see that. The Battle of Arizona, Arizona at Arizona State, They're in Tempe. So the ball should be flying because Arizona's Arizona State and Arizona, they usually love hitting the ball out of the park. Kentucky at Missouri for three games. Um, I still, Kentucky is just not impressing me, nor is Missouri for that matter. So I'm interested to see them kick off SEC play against each other. Auburn at Georgia. Auburn takes their top pitching staff and top offense in the SEC down to Athens against the Georgia team that isn't necessarily that scary in my mind right now. So, we'll have to see. Oregon at Washington is a certainly a must-follow series. LSU at South Carolina, just because South Carolina is apparently good, but I don't believe it until I truly see it. So, I'll have to see how that series goes. <laughs> Forgive me. Florida State at Oklahoma State. They'll play a three-game series this weekend. Absolutely stunning to see them go against each other. So I'm very excited to see that one unfold. And then the -the off-the-beaten-path. Another off-beaten-path one three-game series. Miami of Ohio of the MAC at Conference USA Western Kentucky. Now, I know both of these programs have been good recently, so I want to see what it looks like when they get together. I mentioned RPI rankings earlier. Let's go ahead and dive into some teams of note. James Madison is, for some reason, 181. I know their schedule is soft. Um, Their strength of schedule is very soft, but... I don't think they deserve to be that low for being 10-5, and five, but whatever. Uh, Stetson is 130. Presbyterian, 123. North Alabama, 101. Southern Miss, 98. Coastal Carolina, 97. Seattle, 89. Penn State, 81. Louisville, 78. Marshall at 76. Mississippi State, 71. McNeese, 68. USC Upstate 65, Baylor at, s- nope, that's not Baylor, that is uh, Boston University at 63, Troy at 62, Lehigh is at 60, South Alabama 59, Grand Canyon 58, Central Florida 55, Arizona State is 52, that's very low for them, so that's that's telling you something right there. Liberty is at 49, that's pretty low for them too. Uh, San Diego State, 46, Virginia's 45, and these were through Sunday's games, by the way. I don't know if they've updated it since then, because I haven't looked at it since then, but um, North Texas, 44, Arizona, 40, Utah, 36, Texas State, 34, Southeastern Louisiana, it's 32, Charlotte, 31, Auburn comes in at 30, Virginia Tech, 29. Central Arkansas is at 27. Georgia's 24. Louisiana's 22. Wichita State, 21. Michigan, 20. Florida's at 19. Is Florida in jeopardy of not hosting a regional this year? That would absolutely blow my mind, but uh, it's very possible. Cal State Fullerton's at 18. <coughs> So, does Cal State Fullerton have a shot? I doubt it, especially now they're losing games more often. Maryland is at 17. Do they have a shot at potentially hosting regionals? I, I don't know. I wouldn't think so, but I couldn't tell you for sure. Washington 16, Clemson 15, Baylor 14, Oregon 13, Texas 12, Northwestern 11, Tex- no, Tennessee 10, <coughs> Florida State 9, Duke 8, Arkansas 7, Alabama 6, LSU 5, Oklahoma State 4, Stanford at 3, Oklahoma 2, UCLA one <coughs> uh, forgive me. I don't think my voice likes that I've been talking this long at this point. So I'll try to get through these stats quickly so I can <laughs> go to bed and rest up. Um, individuals, Sydney McKinney, Wichita State, first and batting average 0.629. Oklahoma's Jocelyn Erickson, 3rd, 0.568. Oklahoma State's Rachel Becker, 4th, 0.56. Maddie Penta, Najari Candidate, and Nicole May, Auburn, Stanford, Oklahoma, Oklahoma, are all tied for the lead in ERA with the perfect zero. Oklahoma's Alex Durocco, 5th, South Carolina's Donnie Goborn leads the nation in strikeouts per 7 innings at 13.4. Oklahoma State's Kelly Maxwell, 2nd, 12.8. Najari Candidate, 3rd, 12.6. Arkansas's Robin Heron, 4th, 12.2. And Auburn's Maddie Penta, 5th, 12.2. Now, Maddie Penta, Megan Farmo, USC Upstate's Alyssa Kelly, and Oregon's Stevie Hansen, all lead the nation with 11 wins. Troy's Leanna Johnson and Marshall's Sidney Nestor are tied for 5th with 10 right behind that pack. Arizona State's Jordan Van Hook leads the nation in slugging percentage with a 1.25. Tennessee's Kiki Malloy, 2nd, 1.22. <coughs> Marshall's Autumn Owen, 3rd, 1.13. Jocelyn Erickson, 4th, 1.108. And Florida Skylar Wall- Wallace, 5th, 1.091. Rachel... woo. <coughs> Rachel Becker of Oklahoma State, leads the nation on base percentage, 0.672. Sydney McKinney, 2nd, 0.671. Missouri's Alex Hanold, 3rd, 0.641. Skylar Wallace fourth, point six three eight. Tennessee's Mackenzie Donahue leads nation in doubles with twelve. Wichita State's Lauren Lucas is second with ten. Sydney McKinney leads the nation in hits with thirty nine. UCLA's Maya Brady is third with thirty five. Valerie Cagle of Clemson, Danica Coffee of LSU, and Texas's Viviana Martinez tied for fourth with thirty three. Jordan Van Hook also leads the nation in home runs with 13. Arkansas's Ryland Hedgecock, Kiki Malloy, and Autumn Owen are all tied for second with 10. Grand Canyon's Kristen Feifeld leads the nation in RBIs with 37. Baylor's Shaylin Govan and LSU's Taylor Pleasants are tied for second with 32. Autumn Owen fourth with 30, and Ryland Hedgecock fifth with 29. Stanford's Alana Vauder is fourth the nation in strikeout-to-walk ratio at a 48. And Tennessee's Peyton Gottschall is fifth with a 42. And my fa- personal favorite, as always, strikeouts. In leading the nation in strikeouts is Montana Fouts with 107. <coughs> Megan Framos, second 105. Marshall's Sydney Nestor, third, one hundred and three. Virginia Tech's Emma Limley and Maddie Penta are tied for fourth with ninety nine. Team statistics: Oklahoma Lee's nation in aver- batting average, 0.391. Texas second, point three eight three. Oklahoma State third, point <coughs> Florida is 4th, 0.378. Marshall comes in at 5th, 0.363. Tennessee leads the nation in ERA, 0.61. Clemson, 2nd, 0.74. Oklahoma, 3rd, 0.93. Auburn is 4th with exactly a 1 ERA. And Stanford, 5th, 1.23. Oklahoma leads the nation in fielding percentage, 0.992. Stanford, 2nd, 0.991. Clemson fourth,.986, and Virginia Tech fifth,.985. Arizona State leads the nation in home runs per game with two. Virginia Tech is second, 1.83. Oklahoma third, 1.72. Oh. Texas Tech comes in at fourth, 1.59, and Cal is fifth, 1.55. Oklahoma leads the nation in scoring or runs per game with 9. Florida is hot on their trail in 2nd sec- with 8.94. Tennessee not far behind them in 3rd with 8.76. <coughs> Arizona 4th, 8.24. And Oklahoma State 5th, 8.16. <coughs> Excuse me. A little phlegm getting stuck in the system. <coughs> Oklahoma leads Nation slugging percentage 0.709. Arizona State second, 0.67. Florida third, 0.622. Tennessee fourth point and Oklahoma State fifth point six one seven. Auburn leads nation in strikeout to walk ratio at thirteen point thirteen. Tennessee second ten point three eight. Alabama third seven point five two. UCLA fourth seven point four two. Virginia Tech fifth seven point two six. Lastly, walks. Florida State leads nation in walks with one hundred and three. Arkansas is 2nd with 100, UTSA is 3rd with 98, Florida is 4th with 88, and Virginia is 5th with 86. (coughs) (laughs) Forgive my phlegmy coughing there, Um, still getting over the last bits of being sick from over the weekend. Made enjoying these games a little less enjoyable. um, But still enjoyed it. (coughs) Nonetheless. Um, (coughs) So, plenty of great softball to look forward to this week. I know the weather's not looking great in some areas on Friday, so... Here's hoping that we can get... (coughs) as many games in on Friday as we can. I mean, it's not 100% that we are going to, but here's hoping that we can. Um, And I know we are getting to the end of champ week here for uh, uh, college basketball, so uh, once we get through this, uh, more games are going to start popping up on ESPN on the regular, um, so, as we wind down, as they wind down their season, so, more college softball games will certainly start appearing here in new, excuse me, in the near future. Um, so, like I've said, plenty of great softball games to watch this weekend, or throughout the week, even. Um... Definitely should take note of as many of them as you can. Um, uh, it should be should be an interesting, interesting little week here. The last real challenges, shall we say, before conference season begins. Um, although the ACC, Pac twelve, and a few other conferences are already going ahead and getting started with it, but that's that's perfectly fine. <laughs> There's no problem with that there. Um so plenty of great softball to look forward to. Um, she catches as many games as you can um, through the ESPN app That's probably where you're going to find the majority of them, but (coughs) just (coughs) do your best to enjoy as many games as possible this weekend and over the week, and I will see uh, recap it all for you and get you ready for the next week ahead. Next week, again... Probably late Wednesday, Thursday, early Thursday morning. As I sit here at 1.16 in the morning. Um, so, have a great week, everybody. Enjoy the softball. I hope my voice is better for next week's episode, and I won't be coughing as nearly as much. Um, but thank you for listening. This is your main man, Tyler. Signing off with the Around the Bases podcast. Have a great week, everybody. Enjoy the softball. See ya!